good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Thursday, June 16th, 2022. And our top story today, managing inflation's impact on caregivers. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Ray McGrath. Ray, thanks so much for joining us again on the program this morning. Thanks for having me, Jeff. All right. So our topic today is inflation and how to manage it if you're a caregiver. But my first question is, how's your mom doing? Um, you know, my uh, my mom's on hospice. She was, uh, I guess hospice typically means you have six months of life expectancy, although it's not an exact science. Um, she's just finished her nine months. So I guess in that respect, she's doing well. You know, she is, um, I think, being in her own environment, having her own personalized caregiver, um, sleeping on her schedule, you know, basically doing things her way is, is added, allowed her to put on some weight. And I think it's relieved some stress from her life and um, it's showing, you know, so, uh, and the, the way I, we take it now is just one day at a time, but her conditions overall have improved in the last nine months. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great. And, and I want to get into to more of that in a minute, but let's talk about inflation and you live in the, uh, the Garden State in New Jersey, gas prices, food prices going up just like they are in the rest of the country. Has this been an impact to your ability either to deliver caregiving or to find somebody to deliver caregiving? Well, it hasn't changed what I pay for caregiving. And uh, I'm hoping every day that, you know, um, my caregivers don't ask for an increase. But uh, that being said, I mean, I pay for the caregiver's food and my mom's food. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I there's all transportation costs involved. And I have to kind of pick up and deliver the caregiver and, uh, and you know, just basically driving around. The cost of driving has gotten more expensive. So, yeah, I'm, I'm absorbing it. Um, but for the actual caregiving part of, you know, everything else has gone up except for caregiving right now, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, and in terms of in our second segment, we're going to talk about burnout and I'm not in, insinuating that you're burning out. But you, you mentioned your mom's mental health, which is very important, not being lonely. She's got a caregiver. She's sleeping on her schedule. That's important. How about how you feel kind of managing? Uh, you've got a family. You've got children. You've got a wife. Uh, you've got a job. Uh, you've got friends that you like to go see. How about managing all this inflationary pressure and doing all of the things plus caregiving? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. So I spent a couple of days a month uh, just giving the caregiver a break. And I stay with my mom and take care of her 24-7 for a few days. So, you know, on those days when it's, a, let's say, a beautiful day outside and things like that, it's a little stressful. Or I, I have to tell you, I missed um, uh, my family hosted Easter um without me you know so that was a big uh you know i i was i was with my mom which was a fine but you know um the rest of my family they uh they were at my home and friends and relatives were at my home but i wasn't there so yeah it it gets stressful around holidays for sure ray uh last question before we go to a commercial break and talk about burnout on the flip side but let me ask you any tips you know you you've been in this caregiving mode for as you said over nine months, because there was the planning aspect to this. There was there was the diagnosis, the information, the processing information, and the planning. Uh, let's talk about tips that you might have for managing 
the inflation, the pressure, the financial pressure that many of us are feeling if, and, and also delivering caregiving? Well, I mean, so a few people know about my situation. And when I hear some, so I'm in New Jersey, it's obviously a lot more expensive in New Jersey. I was just talking to someone in North Carolina who, you know, I don't know all the details, but um, assisted living care in New Jersey. And from, I have three friends and we're all, they were all paying around $12,000 plus a month, 12,500 in that range. And I think all the, at least the assisted living facilities in New Jersey, that's the rate. But I was talking to someone in North Carolina and he was saying, well, we're paying a little less than 6,000. So I'm like, is it really that much of a difference? I don't know, but you know, I could see, uh, I could see, you know, obviously there are other parts of the country where cost of living is higher, but I know, Jeff, you're in North Carolina. You could look into it. How about that? I'll make an assignment for you. But I don't think it's that much <laughs> cheaper in North Carolina. Maybe it's 5%, 10%, but not 50%. That, that's, yeah. That's yeah, I mean, I think it's all uh, to your point. And I will take on that assignment and maybe we'll find somebody. Uh, we'll do a comparison, compare, contrast with you uh, to see, you know, you know, kind of tick off the list of things. I think that would be really interesting for the audience. Uh, but things are going up here. The cost of, you know, we cost of food. Fortunately, Right now, I'm not a caregiver. My parents are able to take care of themselves, but that could change over time. Ray, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about managing caregiver burnout. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Hopefully now you're interested in investing in stocks, which we at The Motley Fool believe is the single best way for folks like you and me to gain what could be truly life-changing wealth. That's why today we've got a special offer for new members. Since the service started, our average stock pick has returned over 600%, and that's over four times the return of the S&P 500. Don't regret not taking action right now. Just enter your email to get started. 
Welcome back. We're talking this morning to Ray McGrath. Ray, thanks as always for staying with us this morning. Mm -hmm. Glad to be here. Yeah, it is. And great information. And, and giving. we thank you for sharing this personal, very personal experience and the events that you're going through with your mom. Let's talk about burnout because um, all of us are facing a lot of mental health, stress, strain, loneliness, uh, you know, the, the impact of quarantine, financial pressures. It's impacting every part of the population, seniors especially. But let's talk about recognizing caregiver burnout. And I have to assume that you have detailed conversations with the caregiver that is working with your mom and you're able to assess whether or not he or she is have suffering from any type of uh, burnout. Yeah, I would say, um, <laughs> pardon me, my caregiver, I, I think caregivers are unique individuals because it's almost you have to give a piece of yourself to, a, to a, basically a stranger and, uh, you know, to live with them and to care for them. Is stressful, and but I mean the the woman I have, I mean she's she, she's a really good person from what I can ascertain. I mean, I, I find it I personally, and I'm only there a couple of days a month. I find it stressful. Uh, I'm obviously she looks forward to her time off with the caregiver, sure. but um, she seems to um, embrace the, the job. I mean, she's been doing it for years for a variety of individuals. You know, she tells me the stories of other people she's taken care of. Um, but uh, I, I do know she looks forward to her couple of days off every month, which, which I can understand, you know, because in some ways, I don't want to equate it to prison, but you're, you're kind of confined to living with someone. And if right. that person doesn't want to go out or isn't, doesn't have the ability to go out for a walk in the park, I mean, you're you're basically you know within those in that house or home or condo whatever. So you definitely need a break, Every, and everyone needs needs a break. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, but and what I about, haven't seen any change. I guess you know. Yeah, I mean, do you do you look for look? You're you're basically employing this person to take care of your mom, um, just like you would look for signs of stress or behavioral changes in your own family or your coworkers, for example. Do you or your friends? Do you look for signs of, of distress or things that are just ab, abnormal or different than, you know, what you would typically expect from the person? Um, I, I do, but I don't know if, I, if I'm that observant. My wife is more observant. So my wife, um, she spends a couple hours with the caregiver every week taking her grocery shopping and doing other shopping around town. And uh, they, she seems to enjoy that time out away from my mom with my wife. And my wife, um, you know, my wife does a good job of reading her moods and how she's feeling and some of the, you know, the stories she tells about what went on during the week and whatnot. But I think she opens up more to my wife than she does to me. Um, but, and, yeah. No, I, no I, go I, ahead. Fin no, finish your thought. I, but, you know, there are times I'm worried if she's going to, like, quit on me. And then, then I'm, you know, I'm in a, a bit of a bind, so to speak. But, so uh, so is that your big – so when you talk, think about your own mental – awareness is that your biggest and, it, and this may be a little bit invasive so my apologies mm -hmm. and you can say no but is this your biggest obviously you're taking care of your mom is paramount you're juggling all these balls is that your biggest concern maybe not necessarily the the fees or the the funding but it's about whether or not you're going to lose the access to this caregiver because she might get frustrated or right. or get another job right yeah I, I and in fact that's exactly it i was telling my mom hey you got to be a little bit more understanding, nicer to the caregiver. 
she doesn't know the full situation. You know, I, I didn't really share with her that, you know, I'm paying for the caregiver. You know, she would probably, you know, she thinks insurance is paying, which is fine. I don't want to stress her out over anything. Sure. But, but um, no, I, I think for me, it, it's, I'm, you're very reliant upon this caregiver because it allows me to kind of do my, my personal job, my personal responsibilities, my professional responsibilities. It allows me to kind of live my life for 90% of the month, so to speak. So, you know, if, if I didn't have a caregiver, I would have a, I, I would be going through more burnout and things like that. Um, and in fact, uh, even when the caregiver wants time off, and I look at my schedule for that day and I've got a full day. I, I mean, I really have to make it accommodate the caregiver because I, I don't want to lose the caregiver. So I, I change my schedule to, to fit the caregiver's schedule. I try to be as accommodative as possible, basically. I mean, you're, you're effectively an employer and that's what employers today are doing, whether it's remote work, hybrid work, in office. I mean, you've got to be flexible. You can't really have an an edict here because we, we rely on one another. Last question, Ray, before we conclude the show, and that is you mentioned your mom has really outlived the diagnosis. I mean, they said, what, six months, mm -hmm. but she's improving. You said she's gaining weight. What, what are the next steps um, or things that you were thinking about getting to 12 months or maybe to 18 months or to 24 months? Yeah, I, you know, um, I guess if you had a crystal ball and you look back, I'd say, well, maybe I should have, um, you know, if, if it's going to be a multi-year, and I don't know if it is, to be honest, because she has cancer and you don't know, I mean, in older people, I'm not a doctor, but maybe it doesn't spread as fast. And um, so we just, when I talk to my mom every couple of days and I observe her, I just look to see if if I see any kind, and, and same thing, she has nurses coming to check on her as well, checking her vitals. We don't see, we haven't seen any drop off and, and that's what we're looking for. And, I, you know, even the nurses tell me who are kind of in the hospice program that, uh, you know, it, it's so hard to predict and then things can change in a day, I, I mean, in, a, in a couple of days and you'll see it all suddenly take a downhill turn. I know there was yeah. one point um, they, they started giving my mom morphine and uh, she refused it. She said it gave her an upset stomach and she didn't like the way it affected her equilibrium. So, I mean, she's got her wits about her. So she yeah, didn't want yeah. to be on morphine, you know. So, you know, she wants healthy foods, organic. She's she's really, she's a, she's a tough cookie, I guess you could say, you know. Well, it sounds like things are going very well. We wish her and you and the rest of the family the best. And uh, we appreciate you sharing a little bit of insight. I think this is helpful for the audience. Best of luck to you. And we look forward to catching up with you again in the very near future. Thanks, Ray. Thank you, Jeff. That wraps up this episode of BRN AM. Have a topic of interest, somebody you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more, all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? We'll visit our website and our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRN AM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform 
and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts, so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Are you being audited? And do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The Tax Doctor is here to help you negotiate your tax bill and reduce your stress. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts, but you can stop these IRS actions. The Tax Doctor will work with you using our years of experience to represent your case to help you get the best resolution under the IRS guidelines. Help is here to deal with the IRS to reduce your stress. We've handled thousands of cases, so we know what we're doing. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, do not call the IRS alone. Call a tax doctor now for a tax emergency analysis. Call 800-224-6439.